Hey guys, it's Jules. And this is Sydney. From Q&As to vulnerable discussions about mental health, we bring you the Therapist Unscripted podcast. We will share advice and have honest conversations about the messy but beautiful journey of healing and self-discovery. New episodes every Friday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Therapist Unscripted. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about New Year's resolutions and maybe why they don't necessarily work out for most of us most of the time. (laughs) Yeah, I think a lot of us set a lot of New Year's resolutions. It's something that's very common and sometimes they just don't work out. I know I've been there where I set too high of standards for myself and then it just, all of them kind of fall flat and then I feel like a failure. So we're going to talk a little bit about maybe how I've done something before where I've set intentions, things that I would like to kind of follow through with in the new year, but not resolutions in terms of these specific things need to change right away and they need to be super consistent. So yeah, I thought we would just get into that a little bit. So should we talk about the intentions or resolutions we've set? Have you set them yet? Yeah. And I guess I should preface before I kind of get into mine. I think one of the reasons, the biggest reason why I've had a hard time in the past kind of following through with my either New Year's resolutions or just yearly goals is that I've been thinking too big or too broad and not actually considering the why of why I'm setting that goal or that New Year's resolution. And I also, we were just talking about the stages of change a moment ago. I think I also get into a place where I'm not ready for the change or ready to make the progress to have have that change and in, in my behavior to follow through with that goal. Yeah, I've almost set two specific of ones before too. I've tried to do more. For example, be healthier, go try to exercise three times a week, take my vitamins daily. Those are things that I've been trying and having less of a specific expectation has helped me. Because you said yours are too, if yours are too broad, then you don't follow through. And if mine are too specific. And you know what? I feel that the reasoning behind that is because a lot of the time we're setting up goals that we think we should do and not things that we actually want to do. And so the why of why we're doing it is unclear. (laughs) We say we want to be healthy. So that's probably too broad, right? That would be my too broad. (laughs) And I'd be like, well, why the hell do I want to be healthy? What is motivating me to be healthy? If I don't have that that why and that motivation, obviously I'm not going to follow through with it. For you, it might be if it's super small, maybe it's I'm going to run a marathon by March 31st. Yeah. Okay. That's really specific. But again, why do you want to run the marathon? Is it just to say you're going to do it? Is it, you know, what's actually motivating you? Yeah. You want to follow through with that. Yeah, because I mean, exercising three times a week, good for stress, good for just your overall well-being. And I think where people can get stuck sometimes is setting so many and then being too rigid. Mm -hmm. It has to be this way or it has to. I have to go to the gym on these specific days and work out from this time to this time. That's where it's like, okay, this is super rigid because change is not going to happen because your life might be so busy and you might not be able to do that. And so 
you know, consistent days in a row where you're not able to meet those expectations, you might start to feel, oh, I'm a failure or what's the point of even doing it? And then you might stop going entirely. That is exactly what I do. And Logan can attest to this. I literally, I will say I'm going to go to the gym every single day at six o'clock or whatever it is. And then if for whatever reason I get home at like 6.15, I'm like, oh, shoot, it's past six o'clock now. I can't go to the gym. And it's like, what? What? (laughs) Why am I thinking that way? I can still go to the gym and I can still follow through with that. So what if if it's off schedule a little bit or maybe there's a day I'm not feeling great and I decide not to go. But that doesn't mean I should just stop going altogether. And I definitely get into that all or nothing thinking for sure. That's definitely a barrier for me. Your mindset is a big key in how you're how you're looking at achieving that goal. Are you in an all or nothing mentality? Do you think that you should just give up if you don't follow through with it one day? Or are you going to keep pushing through it when it gets tough? Yeah. Yeah. So instead of being rigid with time or needing to meet certain times or do things at certain times, what's helped me is just I want to do certain things every day. So I'll wake up, I go get ready for the day. I always turn on my little light mirror or light thing that helps you in the winter time. Yeah. Yeah. The artificial sun. I always come out, make coffee. I'll take my vitamins. I'll go to work. And then depending on my day, I'll see where an exercise will fit. Will it fit in the morning? Will it fit at night? And plan that out kind of in my head. But I have totally been there. If I can't go to this class at this time that I can't go. I can't do it at all. And I think that gets hard for me because I used to only work out and do yoga. And so they would only have certain classes at certain times of the day. And I realized that was really hard because I would work at certain times or I wouldn't want to get up for the 6am class and I wouldn't want to go to a class at 7pm. So I would just be, well, I'm not going at all. I can't go today. And so I've challenged myself and I got a gym membership because now there are no excuses. It's 24 seven. I can always find. And it's not even that I need to work out every day, not having excuses for myself and setting myself up for success throughout, I don't know, the next year. And this is something I've tried to even start in the past few weeks because it doesn't need to be a new year to do these things. It's something that I've been wanting to do. And I think people are like, I'm going to start the first of the year. It's important to be thinking about it ahead of time. If you want to start it on the new year, then this is the time to plan, right? Like everyone is, it's the first of the year. We got a chat in our yoga staff group Mm -hmm. thing and they're like, remind members to sign up for classes, start in the New York. It's going to be so busy just because it is so busy at gyms and yoga studios and then it kind of dies out. And it's like, Mm -hmm. why does it die out? Because people have these high, high expectations, these high hopes and can't meet it or the all or nothing mentality we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, but so you got a gym membership. Is it at any time? No, I don't live close to an any time. Well, an any time is like 15 minutes away, but oh. I got one. It's the smaller gym. And- I was just curious because you said 24 hour seven and I don't know a ton of gyms that are 24 seven. No, it's called Norse Fit. Oh, Okay. And it's five, literally five minutes from our house. I used to go to yoga in the city when we lived there closer to Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And then Tanner used to go to this gym, but it had really set hours. And that kind of sucked for him because, for example, on Sundays, they wouldn't open till like noon and they'd close at five. So that was kind of annoying. So that's kind of another reason I was, that's really nice if I want to go later in the evening or 
right in the morning yeah so you can't make that excuse for yourself I make that excuse that excuse is not there anymore I know because literally I had this I set an intention for myself over the summer I was like gonna run more and then it was oh it's too hot out and then it was fall and I was oh I'm so busy and then it's winter I can't run I have a gym membership it's cold out and so now I literally can't make those excuses for myself anymore yeah one of my I guess you could call it new year's resolution I'm not gonna call it that because I don't follow through with my new year's resolutions (laughs) so just a goal of mine but I've started running eventually I do want to run a marathon I've decided that but I'm still sorting out why I want to do that and my intention behind it because if I don't figure that out I'm not gonna do it Mm -hmm. and so I started running and something I had seen or heard of from another person who runs a lot was the way you think about running is really important. So if you run six times a week, two of those times, you're going to feel amazing. They were the best runs of your life. Two of those times, you're going to just feel pretty neutral. Eh, it was fine. And then two of those times, it's going to suck and you're going to feel like death. Mm-hmm. And Before I heard about that, I was just running and I was getting really, I was feeling really defeated when I had those really terrible runs and I wanted to just give up completely. But then after I had heard that, I kind of changed my mindset and how I was looking at running and acknowledged, yeah, a lot of the time it's not going to be great or I'm going to feel really shitty, but that is, that's just part of the process and I need to push forward. And then the next time after a really shitty run, I had a really good and intense run and I ran a mile longer than I thought I was going to run. Yep. And I was like, wow, this new way of thinking and looking at it is incredible and has actually motivated me to continue to, to move forward with this. And so I just think that that goes to show how important your mindset is. And maybe the reason why you're not following through is just because you're looking at it from an angle that's keeping you from following through with your, with what you say you're going to do. And so maybe there's a shift that needs to be made. And maybe that means take a step back and, and actually go through again, why are you doing this? What, what is the purpose? The, what is it serving you? Yeah. I love the mental challenge of running, but I also have gotten into that too, where I'll have really good runs. I used to run pretty consistently a couple years ago when I would go to the gym, I do a lot of cardio and the days that sucked, I was definitely like, why the fuck do I do this? And I would kind of did like you said, get into the mindset of this is going to suck today. Mm -hmm. I have to go run. It's going to suck instead of, oh, it's probably going to be a good run, you know, hyping yourself up and having a positive attitude going into it. And so it just kind of over time, I think I would just be stressed and then then I would expect it to be bad and then it would be bad. And then I just, Mm -hmm. I am done doing that. And then you know, did more powerlifting and then did more yoga. So now I'm kind of coming back into like the running and powerlifting a little bit, but there is some of that, I guess, mentality because when I was powerlifting would kind of hit maxes and hit those goals for what I wanted for weight. And now I have had this mindset going back. I haven't done this in like a year and a half. I'm not gonna be able to do shit. I've lost all of that. Not all of my muscle tone, but a good majority for powerlifting. You use different muscles. And I'm trying to just be like, yeah, but do you remember how exciting it was to hit those things? And then we'll just we'll just do it again and we'll work it up. But 
I feel I'm going to have those high expectations for myself and then go in and not be able to to do it and then feel kind of kind of shitty. But Mm -hmm. if I shift that and just go into it with a little better mindset, Mm -hmm. maybe I'll be able to achieve those goals. Yeah. You know, and something else that I heard that has really also helped motivate me is when you're thinking about the things that you want to achieve, thinking about it from the angle of your future self as a person who's already done those things. And so when you're reflecting on it, it's like you're reflecting back to a memory of before you were that that person that you want to be. Mm-hmm. And so an example would be when I'm running and I'm feeling really tired, I literally visualize myself running a marathon and being in the middle of the marathon and thinking about, okay, what would the jewels that's running that marathon say right now? And then I talk to my, literally talk myself through it. I'm okay, you can do this. You can push through this. That Jules finishes the fucking race. Like, <laughs> and, and that's how I talk myself through it. So, you know, it's just imagining what you want to be. Who's that person you want to be? How do they think? How do they talk? What are they doing? And following through with those things and using that as your guideline. Have you figured out why you want to run the marathon? So I have lots of reasons. One of them being I am just one of those people that needs to have something to work towards. For so long, I was in school and then I was in grad school. And I've always had these kind of long-term goals to work through. And so for me, <laughs> running a marathon is is kind of replacing that. Yeah. But I used to run in high school and I just remember what it felt like to feel really accomplished after I ran and it makes me feel better mentally. It makes my me feel good about my body. I don't think so much about how my body looks because when I'm running, I'm valuing the fact that my body's able to run. And so it's not so much more about, you know, how I see myself or my body, but it's how do I feel in my body and how is it a host for me to be able to do the things I want to do? And I find a new appreciation in it. And so, you know, part of it is having something to work towards. Part of it is being motivated to be my best self and value who I am as a human being. And then part of it too, is just feeling good, (laughs) feeling good in my body, feeling good mentally And when I have all those things and I'm running, I can think about, why am I doing this again? Oh yeah, this makes me feel good. Or, oh yeah, this is something I'm I'm working towards because I want to be able to achieve another thing in my life. Or, you know, this makes me feel good about how how I'm using my body to my best ability. Mm. So I think, and I'm still, it's still a work in progress. I'm still kind of reflecting on it and working through again, the why and what the difference is between me running now and me running in the future sort of thing. Do you have a date you want to do the marathon by? So I, no, I don't, not yet. And that's another piece too. I think another thing is when it comes to planning or a goal, making a goal, it needs to be achievable. You need to have accountability for yourself to follow through with the goal. You need to have a plan of like how you're going to achieve the goal And then, you know, that plan needs to be realistic. So like, I'm a new runner. I know I'm not going to run a marathon in like four months. I, for some people, like there are trainings, regimens and stuff you can do to run a marathon. 
in four months, but that I know me myself, that's not me. And I don't want to push myself too hard to the point where I give up because I know that about myself as well. So I have been trying to find marathons like in Minnesota that I could try to run maybe later in the summer. I'm shooting for like August. So like right before I get married. Um, So we'll see. But, but again, that's another part is being able to plan it and also being able to track and review your progress is important too. You can't just go and and run and just run however you feel like that day. Like you're going to need to kind of push yourself at times. Like, well, and I've heard of people just signing up and doing it and then it goes horribly. And it's like, because yeah. you did not plan, you did not prepare, you did not start running and increase like mileage or speed. Some people and- sit themselves. I'm not kidding. I've heard of that. It's like you're, there's this thing called, oh, it's like runners. I don't want to say shit, <laughs> but that's exactly what it is. It's runner oh, shit. Yeah. Like you literally, you, and I, okay, I'll just <laughs> exclaim this. But um, one of the first times I ran for a, a longer period of time was like my first three mile run. And I was feeling good. It was an amazing run. And I finished the three miles and I, kid you not I ran so fast to the bathroom because I was I like all of a sudden just like I think it's something about how your body all the blood flow while you're running goes to your abdomen and stuff to support your body while it runs and so then once you're done running it starts going back into the rest of your body if that makes sense and then it that's just part of it it causes you to want to (laughs) poop Ah, so anyways, so if you don't train, you're going to shit yourself. So, um, yeah, that's prepare for change. Jules and I were talking about a client before we like started recording, but something we were talking about is the stages of change. And like, if you're not ready to change, you're not going to change. You're not going to see that change. And so there's this stages of change model we were talking about, and I encourage you all to look into it a little bit. I'll kind of talk a little bit about the different stages and how it goes through, but there's the first one, which is pre-contemplation. So in this stage, you don't intend to do anything, change anything in the foreseeable future. So that's like the next six months. This is a stage where people are often like unaware of their behavior and it's problematic consequences in their life. So that is pre-contemplation and then there's contemplation. So in this stage, people are intending to start their healthy behavior in the foreseeable future in the next six months. So that would be close to where Jules is at for her marathon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Recognize that they want to do something about it, take steps towards it. This is also when people maybe start thinking, I want to go to therapy. You start to notice that people start reaching out for help preparation, like determination, people are ready to take action within the next 30 days. So we start making those small steps toward behavior change or towards this change in your life. That can be like, Jules, like you're starting to run right now. Like maybe not like you don't plan to do a marathon in the next 30 days, but you are taking those small steps to start building that, that pattern or that repetition. And then there's action. So people have recently done like this change or maybe change their behavior. This can be in the last six months and intend to keep moving forward with that. And so this is when we see like clients in therapy really starting to make action, starting to incorporate things into their daily life from therapy, starting to notice differences. 
And then there's maintenance. That stage is where that behavior change or that just change in your life is maintaining steady. And so I say this a lot, but like clients who I'll go in and kind of check in with them maybe once a month, those are my maintenance clients. And that's kind of just meaning like they're doing good. Their coping skills are good. Their mood and everything in their life seems to be pretty steady. And you can move through different stages too throughout different times in your life. For example, a maintenance client may not always be a maintenance client. They may move backstages or want change in other areas. And then termination. So once Jules is done running this marathon and if she's like, okay, well, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to run another marathon. Then that's kind of over and done. And then termination in terms of like therapy would be like just an example would be like, okay, they're good. They completed their goals. They feel like they got everything they needed out of it. And so those are the different stages. Mm -hmm. So when thinking about New Year's resolutions, thinking about kind of where you're at and things that you want to change in your life. And I just use the marathon and therapy as an example because we're talking about the marathon with Jules thinking about that. And therapy is where we use the model most often. But this can be with anything. Like, are you in the pre-contemplation stage of saying, yeah, I don't really, you know, see anything wrong with how things are going. I don't really want to make any changes. Or you kind of more in that contemplation of, yeah, I kind of want to make these changes and I have a timeline of like when I want to do that. Yeah, definitely. Sydney is totally right. It's like one of the key things to understanding how to work through achieving a goal is just understanding the fact that maybe you're not ready for a change yet, or maybe you're like just not quite there yet. Maybe you are ready and like, great, good for you. That's awesome. It's great to be in that stage. Um, But, you know, it's not just about if we're ready for change or not, but it's also like the why, why are we changing? Why do we want to achieve this goal? And then how are we going to do it? Mm -hmm. And I think the how is important because it outlines all the things you're going to do and work towards and stuff. But if you don't have the why, then there's no reason for the how. And I think a lot of people get tripped up like, oh, I have the how, I know how I'm going to do that. But I don't necessarily know exactly why I'm motivated to do this. Mm -hmm. And motivation's the, the biggest part. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you don't have that why, or if it's not something that'll actually motivate you or that you actually feel like will be beneficial to your life, then there's probably not going to be room for it to stick. Like you're not going to feel motivated to keep moving forward with it without the why. The why is the meaning. The why is the importance of it. And like Joel said, like you gave all those reasons why you want to do it. And I think that's what's going to motivate you to want to follow through with that and do it in the future. And also not rushing through it and being like, I have to complete this goal right now or I'm going to be a failure. I think when we're making big changes in our life, especially like New Year's resolutions, there's a lot of buildup and there's a lot of like, okay, I want this change to happen right now. And the reason I went through that stages of change model is because it's a little bit more complicated than just like, okay, I'm going to change it and it's going to be great. And then it's going to make my life entirely better. You have to be consistent. It takes time to build those healthy habits. And so giving yourself grace and the space to build that up over time to see that long lasting change. So, you know, if you're struggling with trying to figure out, you know, what is something that you do want to work on, or maybe you're like at a place in life where you don't really have any goals that you're working towards, 
there's a lot of different things that you can think about. And I think taking the time to just sit and reflect, whether it's writing it down or talking with a friend is really important. And so like, whether it's about finances or your career or your love life or friendships or your health and wellness, like there is so many facets of your life that I'm sure there's room for improvement. And so, you know, just taking the time to think about like, well, where are you at in that state, like in that area? Where are you at with your finances? Are you in some debt? Is that something you want to work towards? Maybe you're not making as much at your job as you want to. And what would it look like to make more? How, how would you get to a place where you would be making more? Maybe you are struggling with maintaining your friendships and that's the time to reflect on like, why are you struggling with maintaining your friendships? What's going on? What's the barrier there? And in the, you know, once you start your, your processes start turning, you can understand like, okay, maybe this is something I want to work on. Maybe this is why, and this is how I'm going to try to achieve it. Right. We just, we need to take the time to reflect. And that's why it's important to do it before the first, if it is going to be a new year's resolution, because you got to take that time to reflect and, and make the plan, understand the why. And know that it's never too late to implement change. If things come, you know, in the new year and you're like, okay, I actually really want to try doing this. It's never too late to do that. The first of the year is obviously just great because it's like fresh start for a lot of people. It's going into a new year. It's going into just a new headspace. Nothing really changes. It's just that is kind of a goal that is there to be marked. And who's to say you can't do things March 1st or whatever too. I've been in two where it's halfway through the year and I'm like, you know, I want to do that. Like just because it's not the new year doesn't mean you can't make changes in your life. Mm -hmm. And that is what we are talking about next week a little bit more. Tune in next Friday. Jules and I are going to be reviewing the book, The Mountain Is You, Transforming Self-Sabotage into Self-Mastery. We thought it would be a good book to kind of start out the new year just because it kind of does go hand in hand with just change and wanting to be your best self. So we really hope that you guys tune into that episode and thanks for tuning in today.